Hi, I'm Phoebe Fowler. And I'm Big Al Hammond. And we want to welcome you to the July 2023 episode of In the Distance Oblivious Playlist Podcast. Every month we pick 11 songs of pretty much any genre or any time period that we put into a changing Spotify playlist. This podcast is an actual recording of the odd and ritual-filled ceremony we go through each month to select those songs. This podcast is never intended to be overly professional. It's basically unscripted. Just two random people sitting around talking about music, and while they often like, but sometimes dislike, each other's music tastes. For background about the ceremony, the history of the playlist, and to hear comments about a few former playlist favorites, we recommend listening to our intro episode if you haven't done that already. If you like the kind of music we've been listening to, please enjoy our finish and order playlist by searching for In the Distance Oblivious on Spotify. If you have questions or comments, please get in touch by email at music at itdo.name. Welcome once again to the In the Distance Oblivious podcast for July 2023. Here as always are the lovely Phoebe Fowler and I'm Big Al Hammond. We're back home in the OML studios on a rainy June afternoon, complete with all of our usual gear, including torches, wigs, headdresses, the I Heart My Dad bibs, the Crown of Lamar, etc. We also have the Rattle of Ululation to precede each song. The Chicken of Feast to commemorate the decantation of bourbon. The Chime of Thelonious to mark our correct picks. The Bieberator to mark whatever seems appropriate. New this month, we have two new sound effects. We have the Tina Tambourine for any song deemed most danceable uh, by Tina Turner. Also, the Connie Converse Memorial Whistle indicating a song of unusual instrumentation, background humor, etc. And of course, Frank, the primate of all-star supremacy. As always, we come in having submitted 10 songs to each other. You can find the links to those submissions in our show notes. And tell me, Phoebe, what did you think about your submissions (laughs) this month? I thought my submissions were really, really good. Oh, yeah? I am I'm tooting my horn there. Oh yeah? You, yeah. you liked your you liked I liked your, them a lot. Yeah. And what'd yeah. you think of mine? I thought they were really good. Mm-hmm. And that's also why I had such a hard time this month, uh, choosing my final picks. So ones that don't get in, it's not necessarily that I did not like them. Right. It's that I was between a rock and a very hard place. Exactly. <laughs> there were none of yours I didn't like. Mm-hmm. And there were certainly none of mine that I didn't like, but there weren't there weren't as many really standouts yep. for me this time in either mine or yours. That happens a lot too. Either we have, say, two or three, or for lucky four standouts, yeah. And the other one is like it's so much better, so much ob- more right, obvious right, yeah. that it's better than everything else that we have. And you that really, it feels cute. you really need that song to get in. Exactly right. For so it's that much more us. pressure <laughs> as I totally well. Agree. Uh, yep. And 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 would you like to would you like to hazard a guess on how you will do <laughs> and how I will do? I am projecting yes eight correct picks for myself. I would guess 
you would get similar. Maybe uh -huh. even better considering how things have gone. For those that have been paying attention, Al has won the last two times by a large margin. What do See, you think? I'm, I'm going on record as saying, I think we're both going to suck. I think, I think these are too hard. I don't think I'm going to pick the way you think I'm going to pick. And I don't <laughs> think you're going to pick the way I think you're going to pick. And I don't think I, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at a seven, seven tie. That's not bad at all. And, and if we do have that seven, seven tie, then, then you won. I have the possession you win because arrow. Because it, it's no longer the possession arrow. Oh, you're right. You're we right. have changed it we've, to. We've changed it to Nutsy and Natasha's squirrely ball of confusion. Fantastic. Which, which you presently hold and therefore you win Correct. any tiebreakers. We shall see. Indeed. So we're starting out with the usual 20 songs. We'll narrow those first down to 10 and then to 11 songs that will actually become the finished playlist. And I think Phoebe is going to start off the picking this Correct. month. Correct. I am player number one. I love this song. This is Willis Allen Ramsey, his song Satin Sheets from his self-titled debut and only album. I read that. In 1972. This is my favorite song. I couldn't figure out why my brain was so sure of the fact that I had heard this song in this style of music before when I know I haven't. I usually remember songs pretty well. Mm -hmm. Very much reminds me of Towns Van Zandt. Right? It's like in that same league. And he's also very much a contemporary. Yes. Of maybe even a little earlier than Towns. I think he is earlier than Towns. Man. Um, Willis Allen Ramsey is very much a cult legend among Americana and Texas country singer-songwriters. He is often held in regard as a singer-songwriter's singer-songwriter. Yes. Uh, I read I a can great... See that. I read a great article about this song. It was written by a guy whose name I forgot, who was an aspiring singer-songwriter. Mm -hmm. He goes into uh, Austin's Waterloo Records in 1990. I read the same article. He is waited on by none other than none other than Alejandro Escovedo, mm -hmm. and Alejandro approved of the records that he was buying. And then said, oh, you need to try this one. <laughs> and said, this is, this is the first great Austin record before any of the Cosmic Cowboy Cats. He's a genius. It's one of yeah. the best singer-songwriter albums ever made. But he never released another record. And that's the crazy thing. Supposedly, he's been working on his follow-up ever since. But he's never finished it. We're all just waiting. The article was written by John Spong, by the way. Thank you very much. Yes. Good, good cover. So now I think it's my turn to pick one of your songs. Dun, dun, dun. And this is where the doom and gloom comes in. <laughs> so this is Dennis Wilson, famously known as a Beach Boys member. Right. His song, River Song, released in 1977. Oh my God. <laughs> I was so glad that you picked this. So, we all know that he was often the overlooked Beach Boys member. Mm -hmm. His cousin and later bandmate, Mike Love, 
was quoted as saying of him, a drugged out, no talent parasite. Ooh, so, really? Yeah, pretty bitter. The Beach Boys got some drama. Definitely had some drama. Uh huh. I don't know. I don't know the whole story, but I was reading something, not even connected to the playlist. I was mm -hmm. reading something about the Beach Boys the other day. And like, Oof. <laughs> Why do you like this song? This one came to me late. I, I liked it initially, but I didn't like it enough to either vote for it or pick it. But it really grew on me. Yeah. I really like this song a lot, mm -hmm. and I think it deserves, he deserves more attention. Yeah. But I also put it into the playlist thinking Al will really love this song. Really? Yes. I, I really kind of didn't at first. <laughs> at first? Yes. Ah. Yes. <laughs> I, fully, I fully admit that, like... It took me a few lessons, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's it's good stuff. It is good stuff. Just think how different the Beach Boys would be if they went a direction like this, uh -huh. right? Uh huh. This like this is not the Beach Boys. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it also speaks to their talent as individual musicians. You know, everybody thinks of them as you know this surf and doo wop group, and they were, but. Mm -hmm. There was so much talent in that. There was so so much talent, and also drama, like you said. Yeah. And he was very very troubled. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I read a little bit about that, and he describes himself as the black sheep of his family. Okay. Right. <laughs> and a middle child, and I'm both of those things. Uh -huh. So it was sort of an instant connection there, but he also had some really dark connections. Did you know that there was a connection to Charles Manson in the family? Yeah. 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 So. With him or with? With him. Him specifically. Okay. And he recorded, uh, I believe they bought one of his songs and actually released one of his songs and named it something different. Uh-huh. Um, and from there, he was just a very troubled person uh -huh. and died pretty young at 39. Yep. So. Are you ready to pick one of yours? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Time to do it. So this is Harry Nilsson, Think About Your Troubles, from his album, The Point, released in 1970. <laughs> it qualifies, huh? <laughs> I really, really like this song. I hope you do. I thought that you would and would appreciate it, but there's also the possibility that it's too fucking weird. This is the best song in your playlist. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you yeah, like it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about you with every one of these songs that I submitted. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh, he'll like this for this reason. Or <coughs> he might not agree with this. But anyway. Doesn't he remind you of Rufus Wainwright? And somebody else. <laughs> something, Tell me. something in the phrasing, especially when he first comes in. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean this as an insult, but it sounds like an insult. He sounds a lot like Billy Joel. I can, yeah, I totally get where you're coming from there. Yep. There's like, like you said, the sense of phrasing. Uh-huh. But he, what sets him apart for me is, That frankly, he's a much better songwriter. Right. <laughs> sense of harmonies going on in there and like the musical balance. He's, this he, just, he it's was amazing. Really, he was really an interesting right. character. It, it's honestly like, for me... It also reminds me of Queen. How so? That I don't and hear. 
they're like the different levels going on when he's singing, the lush music coming in, the okay. drama. Okay. It's amazing. I, I, def I definitely hear Love Child of Rufus Wainwright and Billy Joel. Yes. He had a famous friendship with John Lennon, which is how he was basically discovered. And, oh, really? Mm-hmm. During their lost weekend, mm -hmm. <laughs> he ruptured his vocal cords. Really? And he had an amazing vocal range. Like, I'm not versed in all of that, mm -hmm. but one of the rarest vocal ranges you can have. And through various substances and screaming matches uh, with John Lennon, he... Screwed it up. Yep. Interesting. He kind of ruined it. I think he Which was is also. Really I think he was also pals with Dylan at some point. Mm -hmm. I read that too. This, ladies and gentlemen, is Richmond, Virginia's own Amy Mann. The song is Red Vines from the album Bachelor Number no. Two or The Last Remains of the Dodo, which came out in uh, shoot. I forgot to write that down. Never mind. Um, Two thousand. Thank you, Amy Mann. Uh, came to prominence in the 1980s with the band Till Tuesday. Their debut album, Voices Carry, was released in 1985. She was born in Richmond, Virginia. She was, she was birthed in MCV Hospital. She grew up in Bonaire, Virginia, outside of Richmond. She attended Midlothian High School. Uh, when she was three, her mother had an affair and became pregnant and her parents divorced. Amy was kidnapped by her mother Dear and God. her new boyfriend taken to Europe. Man. Her father, a marketing executive, hired a private detective and brought her back from England a year later. Wild. What do you think of this song? Frankly, not one of my favorites. Okay. Yeah. Why? Okay, I was trying to figure this out today and I and I couldn't find an answer. And then I was like, well, maybe you just have some weird hang up you don't fucking know about. But it kind of feels dated, and I apologize for how this sounds, but stationary in a way that the rest of your songs don't. Interesting. Yeah. I love this song. I don't know what it is. And There's I love something her. About this. I just, I've <laughs> always loved her, her lyrics, her, mm -hmm. she writes good melodies. Some of it is a little overproduced, and I, I get what it is. I get the dated aspect from yeah. the production. Overproduced values. and like definitely dated because of that. It's like it's very much like oh, this is what we did. Yeah, in... too much reverb, right. too much this. Yeah, I don't disagree with that, but I I I, I love this song. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I I'm don't sorry. dislike I'm... it, mm -hmm. but it's. It definitely, there's some friction there, and I don't know why that is exactly. I know, like, the surface stuff, but. She's an interesting character, coming of age when she came of age with Till mm -hmm. Tuesday. Um, it was very much a sort of a new wave type of right. era. She's quoted as saying, uh, punk and new wave was so interesting, so inventive. <laughs> Literally, you could do whatever you want. That Patti Smith was out there and people were accepting her. Oh my God, there's a way out. <laughs> like, nice. that was her release. Yep. So I think you're going to pick another one of mine. I will, and I'll be picking the number five pick. This is Britain's Brian Prothrow with Pinball. 
from the album of the same name in 1974. The 70s, baby. And doesn't this <laughs> sound like it's like from 2006? It does. It I does couldn't not believe sound this old. Right? It's crazy. It, it sounds like it would have very much been out of place in 1974. Yeah. Prothrow was both an actor and a musician. He was playing the part of a pop singer in a play called Death on Demand when a representative of Chrysalis Records heard a song that he had written mm -hmm. for that show. Just Pinball, casually. Pinball became a minor <laughs> hit in the UK. Mm -hmm. He's recorded, he recorded four LPs in the 1970s, then a huge break, two more recently. He's still active. Uh, I know he's been quoted as saying that he's an actor that also just happens to make music. Yeah, so. yeah. I think he's. I think he's <laughs> been more successful in in acting Definitely. than in music. But this is a great song. It is. I love this song. This is good stuff. Where did you find it? I was just trying to remember <laughs> where the fuck I found this. I have no idea. I I admit I've never heard of Brian, uh, Brian Prethro. So yeah, I'd never this heard is a of him either. For me. Among his other acting credits, he had a small role in the original Christopher Reeve 1978 Superman movie. I saw that. Uh -huh. How cool is that, right. man? And what about this song do you like? Everything? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Seriously, this and that uh, Willis Ramsey, two favorite songs of yours in the playlist. Oh, good. Yeah. I, I didn't know whether you would like this or not. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Actually... Frank also loves it. That's high praise. Yep. It's like the overlay, the jazziness in the background. There's a lot going on. He's got a little jazz in his right. voice. He does. It's tasteful, though. Yeah. You know, it doesn't get to like schmaltzy, yeah. weird, yeah. outdated jazz. It's not overdone. It's, it's really, really good. I want to hear more music like this coming from people. So I think that was the halfway point. That was the halfway right? point. Next, Al will be picking one of my songs. So this is Elizabeth Moen, her song Headgear, a single released with the same name in 2019. So she actually wrote this song about her mental health struggles and her own battle with depression. Interesting. Yep. She's been quoted as saying, headgear shows our strength and vulnerability all in one. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Nice. Why'd you pick this song? This one was all over the place for me. This started out as my undisputed favorite of mm -hmm. yours. And then it, like, I wasn't even going to vote for it. And then, like, I listened to it more. I was like, yeah, this is good. It's, it's good. like It's like... There's things about it that I wish were a little different, mm -hmm. but I I ended up buying into it, and I ended up really liking it. Is it too much going on for you? It's a little too jazzy. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah. In a way, in, in a way that, that, that Al doesn't like. Yes. You know? I know. But at the and same I, time, I thought you might I do think buy that it. when I submitted it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She kind of reminds me, like... An, to be fair, this person has done a variety of things and right. cannot be pinned down. Right. Cat Clyde in a way that I like a little bit. 
but I, you are right with like the jazziness uh-huh. and like the. I get like loose. a little bit of like Corinne Bailey Ray. Yep. Uh, I can some see other that. People. I'm glad that you like it. I do like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really I, wanted you to like <clears throat> all the songs I submitted for different reasons, but I'm you, glad that you, you like this. You 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 did that well because <laughs> I I do. Thank you. They you had a bunch of really interesting stuff. I think there's one there's one song of yours that I was less crazy about, but the, the other nine <laughs> are solid. I might end up picking that. You, you probably you probably <laughs> will pick the one I don't like. My my sort of theme uh, this month was definitely out there, slightly strange music, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that does not narrow it down. But for us, we do pretty well when we find out there's slightly strange music. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> it's time for me to pick my last song. Ooh. I wonder what this will be. So this is Tune Yards with their song Fire, released in 2009. I admit I cannot find very much information on them. <laughs> and you were giving me a look like you're holding in possible rage or deep excitement don't know a little in between <laughs> this was As not you are undecided yeah uh-huh is this one that you did not like as much as the others i went back and forth on this one as i went back and forth on a number of yours mm-hmm. this was not one of my favorites of yours but i do like it and i do get why you like it and i there's things about it that i like a lot mm-hmm I really tried to go with that this month, uh-huh. but you put you a little outside of your comfort zone. No, you that's know? a good Why thing. Not? That's a good thing. <laughs> I get where you're coming from, though, and I'm glad that I picked it because I'm pretty sure you would not have if uh-huh. I had not picked it. But let's talk about what I do like about it. Tell right? me more. It feels, <laughs> I mean this as a compliment, very made at home. Yeah. Eclectic, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? But also, there's just something a little bit more smart than just we threw some stuff together here for it for me. Absolutely. In a way that I like. I love the, as you put it, made at homeness of it. (laughs) Is this what you're thinking? No. Okay, that's good. No. That's good. I think I would have liked this song more if it had ended a minute or two sooner <laughs> like it goes on too ah. long and gets the, the, the yippee ki yay yays at the right. end get a little get, That's a, fair. get a little too much That's for me fair. but I do I do like it I think it's deserving of oh you, you gonna get up and dance to this one you don't want to dance to this especially like near the end the chorus it's fun. I'm already I'm swinging my arms uh, yeah. uncontrollably right I, now. Uh, listeners, <laughs> Phoebe is swinging her arms. I'll also say, on my limited uh, information that I could find about Tune Yards, they are obviously heavily influenced by black African music. Mm-hmm. And they acknowledge that. And they acknowledge how they, as white people, filter and see things through a white lens, which I think is pretty cool to acknowledge i mean we all know it but how many people in music industry are actually doing that right now Mm -hmm. right it's a healthy thing for people to play music 
that is not within their ethnography mm-hmm. as long as they give props to that, right? I agree with that. Yeah. The problem is we as a society overlook that, and we don't do that, right? Yeah. yeah. Plus, it makes you want to dance. <laughs> Listeners, you should see how much fun Phoebe is having right here. Uh-huh. This song just makes me happy. What happens now? I'm picking one of mine. Uh, yep, you are. Your last pick for yourself. Get I, ready. I am ready. All right. And on that note. This is Laura Marling from her album Song for Our Daughter. This is the song Strange Girl, released in 2020. Laura Marling, I think this is her second visit to our playlist is yes, that right you correct she's british uh in 2008 three days after she turned 18 she released her debut album alas i cannot swim i have a quote from laura marling that i think will speak to you phoebe as it does to me al she said quote i'm a solitary person but i love people i'm not a misanthrope i like the idea of speaking only when it's strictly necessary the closest I ever feel to people is in shared experience. Well, what I you, love her. What do you think of this? <laughs> Initially, I was very mixed about it. And it felt, I don't know, there was something off about it for me in a way that the Amy Mann was off. But it has grown on me. Mm-hmm. That's like, this is something about Laura Marling that I freaking love, man. I love her. There's something oh, about this song that's just the fun. The gal's dancing. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's really fun, but it's actually like, it's actually a smartly written song. Yeah. So the, the name of the CD is Song for Our Daughter. Do you think this is about her daughter? I would assume so. Uh-huh. That was my, that was my guess. <laughs> I have a good factoid about Laura Marling. During COVID, she decided to binge watch the entire run of Seinfeld. Yes. Oh my god, I love her even more now. My favorite episode is the one where they have a competition to see who can go the longest without masturbating. Yes! I could watch Julia Louis-Dreyfus all day. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. All right, that listeners. Was, uh, that was number eight. That was eight. Yep. You're going to pick one of mine. Yes, I am. And I shall take it away for us. This is Gregory Allen Isakoff. The song is The Fall. It's a single from his forthcoming sixth studio album, Appaloosa Blues, due out August 18th. I'm I'm shocked. <laughs> Why are you shocked? I did not see this coming. <laughs> I would say that this is my favorite song, second to his previous song that was already in the playlist. If I go, I'm going. Uh-huh. What do you love about it? What, like, what? That is really hard to describe <laughs> for some reason. Uh-huh. I really like his voice and I want to love everything that he does, but I don't always. Uh-huh. This, I love. I could listen to this all day. He's such an interesting character. I don't know if you know, he, he tours part of the year and he works, he's a farmer. I did read that. And his farm, is tiny his farm is three and a half acres 
outside of Boulder. He, he raises organic veggies and produce, sells mostly to local restaurants, occasionally at local farmer's markets. Sorry. He says that farming gives him a feeling of independence and self-sufficiency. Mm-hmm. And he credits working on the farm to helping him quit drinking and get a handle on anxiety and panic attacks. See, I'm already that much more of a fan. Uh-huh. So as I was researching this song, yes. I came across a few interesting quotes. Tell me. Right, that I will say later, right? And an accompanying music video that I had a feeling was going to be really good. So I actually stopped it from playing like <laughs> Five seconds and I was like, wait, 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 Al might have already found this. I'm gonna wait and like be a patient. little animated video? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. But the quote that I found from an article about his single The Fall, the writer is quoted as saying, It's one thing to talk about accepting our imperfection and fragility, but it's another thing to experience those qualities in everyday life. How do we handle ourselves? when we're confronted with our own raw, flawed humanity? Do we internalize and carry that around as our forever baggage? Or do we accept it as our truth and simply let it go? Mm-hmm. Pretty yeah, cool. That's nice. Yeah, I liked it. I have a quote about his, his songwriting process that, that I liked. He was asked about you know how, how he comes to write what he writes. He said, quote, I have no idea. I don't I don't yeah. have a lot of understanding of the process at all. It's all kind of ineff- ineffable. You kind of take in your experience and something comes out. I don't really know from where. I don't even know what the songs are about when I'm writing them. Spoken like a true genius. Exactly. I just Spoken I woke up like, like this. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, we are moving on to our the very last pick. Last pick. Al will have the last pick as he is player number two. Will you take it away for us? I certainly will. Friends, this is Songs Ohio. Whip Poor Will, released in 2003. I had to pick this. You've done well, Big Al. You've done well. (laughs) I'm such a sucker for him. I didn't know that you were a sucker for him, but I'm I'm glad that you chose this song. Fantastic song. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. I forget how many times he slash they have been in this playlist. But Two previous times they've been in the playlist, I believe. The person singing here, right, on mandolin is Jenny Benford. Okay. Who I do not know. Okay. <laughs> so I will have to but look up But you know her name, Benford. which is more than I know. <laughs> So, Songs Ohio, Jason Molina. Yes. And he had a varying group of people that yes. he would hire and play in and all that, all those things. Grew up in Ohio listening to heavy metal and classic country, which seems mm-hmm. on opposing mm-hmm. spectrums, which makes me like him even more, of course. And he started out playing the bass and progressed from there. He reminds me on a lot of levels of of Mark Kozilek. Yep. And and I, I totally think I think my own personal music experience I feel like I found the two of them around the same time. Mm-hmm. And so I've always sort of equated them as being not the same person but they they speak to a similar place in my musical heart. Do you know how he got his start? No. 
<laughs> so a friend and bandmate at the time had passed on a demo that Molina had made to give to Will Oldham, Ooh. right? Right? Bonnie Prince Billy. Yep. Mm -hmm. Gave it to his bandmate and Oldham list actually listened to it and was quoted as saying, the playing was really intriguing and the voice was really intriguing. At the end of it, I think he recorded in the bathroom at one point. He might have taken a leak. <laughs> in kind of a creepy voice, he said, you can write me letters. Will Oldham said this. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's kind of all you need to know. So not only did Will Oldham reply, <laughs> he actually agreed to put out his first single on his newly launched Palace Records label. So there you go. Released you, in that You did some good research this time. I, I am telling you that yeah. I was digging. <laughs> you did well. I am so glad that you picked that song. Again, sometimes I find a bunch of information and sometimes I find practically nothing. So this was a good month for that. No, you did well. Thank you. Thank you very much. But he also had a very troubled life, apparently and died of alcoholism, also at 39. There's a theme. Not really, but he and Dennis Wilson share that similar fate, I guess. listeners at this point we've picked 10 songs and we're going to compare our ballots that we marked before the ceremony began to see how we did player number one who rotates each month who in this case was phoebe i'll ring the charm of Thelonious. the number of rings corresponding to my correct number of picks then player number two who in this case is al will ring the chime in the same manner Whoever has the most correct votes will then pick two songs. Either songs that didn't get picked already from this playlist or any song they want. And the loser in the voting will select one of those two songs for the final pick. In case of a tie. Which happens often, we have a tiebreaker. This used to simply be called the possession arrow. But since I snagged a foul ball at a recent Richmond Flying Squirrels game, and we then had them autographed by the team mascots, now, now Nutsy and Natasha's squirrely ball of confusion will decide any ties in the voting process. Whoever holds said ball, which is now moi, is thereby pronounced the winner in case of a tie. And therefore, the Lord Protector of Frank, <laughs> also known as the Primate of All-Star Supremacy. For the following month. So, I am up with the chime. I think I counted seven. Seven. Seven is correct. That's not bad. Really, like... It's better than last month. It's better than the last two and a half months. That's, that's You've gotten sure. six in the last two? I did. I know you got six row. one time. That I was thought painful. You got, I thought you got more than that one time. I don't know. I, I At this point, I feel like I failed everything, so... <laughs> so, now it's my turn. 
Eight. Eight. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Congratulations, Al. You did very well. Thank you, Phoebe. I'm very proud of you. So is the winner of this month's playlist and is the once again crowned Lord Protector of Frank. The two songs that I'm selecting for Phoebe to pick from are Annie Keating's cover of Cowgirl in the Sand and Two Little Feet by Greg Brown. what my duty was <laughs> there I, I love them both they I do I love them both mm -hmm. one I think this fits the playlist better with some so. of our I outliers think, I think you I would agree I think we both also frankly really love Greg Brown yes we do <laughs> and I wanted to pick the Annie Keating because she hadn't been in the playlist before but I think this is a better song the Cowgirl in the Sand cover I've had in my future playlist for oh, probably six it. months. Like, <laughs> and I didn't include it because I was going to include it in the covers playlist. Mm -hmm. Except you did. And then it didn't make it there either. <laughs> I and might I have keep actually trying that. to get it in there somewhere. So I, I hadn't heard of that cover yet. It's so. re it's I it's really, really like it. I kind of like it more than the original. I kind of do too. Yeah. And it's kind of like my favorite cover of that song. It's and good. I also think it's just a really good cover. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Like, this has always been one of my favorite Greg Brown songs. And this it's, is a good song. It's such a sweet, and it's such a Greg Brownish, <sighs> Greg Brown song. I just, I just love Greg Brown. Yeah. I wish I could actually see him perform. Yes. And what I did you we, find this I, one? Oh, you just, you've I've always just, known. I've yeah. known it a little bit. Was it like always in your reserved playlist? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so you just it, came up with this in the top of your head, It showed up again huh? in my, in some Spotify playlist. Hmm. Uh, because Spotify knows that I like Greg Brown. This will make a fine addition to our varied and incredibly interesting playlist i think we month. got a good one this month <laughs> we do yeah, yeah I, there was a few songs that i thought about giving you back mm -hmm. of, of, among our songs that didn't get picked because there were some really good ones of both yours and mine agreed i i had to i had to go somewhere different that's all right i understand yeah and that's that's a nice refreshing take every i think now that's kind of fun I think that's so kind of fun. We've kind of been like, in this. Oh, we've like, got to get these in, and here's I like a that you ball. did that. Here's, exactly. Here's something. That said, you, you weren't expecting. There were two, one of mine and one of yours that I wanted to get in this month. I bet I know what your song is, and I'm curious to know what mine was. I want you. Uh, should we say it here now, just in case either of us was wrong, just to introduce a little final competition? I don't know which one of <laughs> yours. I don't know which one of mine you want to come back. Exactly. So I'll say yours and you say mine. Okay. Okay? Yes. I'll go first since okay. I'm player number one. Yes. Spoon. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. I wondered what you <laughs> thought of that. I like it. What's yours for me? The Lauren Hill. <gasps> oh, my gosh. She liked that one. <laughs> Yay. No, is that the one of yours that you want oh, to come back? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, really? No, I, I did really like that. I really like it, too. Which which one of yours do you want to come back? The King Hannah. State Trooper. So we going to have words about that. <gasps> Ooh. I don't know if those are good words or bad words. Listeners, Al is giving me a very guarded look. No. Well, I've just been betrayed. You heard it here first. Thank you for listening. <coughs> Thank you for doing another wonderful playlist with me. We've, 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 we've got a good one, baby. We do. Thanks for listening. Both our Spotify playlists and our Silly Little Podcast are updated and released around the first of each month. We're recorded in the warm and cozy hug of the OML Studios in lovely downtown Manchester, Richmond, Virginia. If you enjoy our podcast, please both subscribe and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. And please tell your friends. Nothing beats good people talking to good people about music. And if you want to hear the music that we're talking about, please subscribe and listen to our finished and ordered playlist on Spotify by searching for In the Distance Oblivious. And visit our podcast home on the internet at itdo.name, where you can find links to all our playlist fun, as well as videos of a lot of songs that we're talking about. If you have questions or suggestions, please feel free to drop us an email at music at itdo.name. Thank you to Knob Creek Nine Year Bourbon for helping recording this month. <laughs> Thanks to AndrewHersey.com for artistic and other inspirations. Our theme music is from Red Eye by Ease Jammy Jams. Accordion music is by Andrew Huang, and other background music is always credited in our show notes. Thanks to Harry Nielsen. Thanks to Willis Allen Ramsey. And thanks, Joe. And thanks, Frank. Please keep listening and tell your friends.